You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Father Roderick. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And this production is, as you know, inspired by the hit television show The Biggest Loser, a show that you can watch in many countries around the world. And currently we are following the eighth season of the US version of the show. Now, the, sh the purpose of this podcast is not only to talk about the TV show and to give you recaps, because frankly, you can look that up on the web and there's the NBC uh, website for The Biggest Loser Show. But what we want to do is to add value to it, to provide you with education, to encourage you, to inspire you in the area of living a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And so we hope that you can listen to this podcast and get something out of it, even if you've never watched a single episode of the TV show itself. Because, you know, this is ultimately not about the TV show. This is about you, about your life, about your future and your health. Now, we got a lot to share in today's show. So let's start things off right away with a brief recap of what happened in The Biggest Loser this week. So, Cliff, what, what did you think of this episode? You know, I really enjoyed this episode this week, Father Roderick, because it showed a lot of intentionality about the workout. It, it you know, it, it is the it, it is the fact that this is serious stuff that you're doing. It, you, you know, you're changing your life. It's, and I, I love the whole idea of I might go home this week. I might go home this week. Uh, and and that that that's the real life for us. We are home. And we understand that, that, you know, we don't have all the privileges that they do. And I love the fact that some of them were trying to say, you know, I am going to do whatever it takes to, to get as much benefit here. But I recognize at one point I am going to go home and I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to do this in my real life. And that's what I saw a lot of the characters wrestling with. And I saw a lot of them get to the point where they were mentally prepared to do so. Yeah. And and there was, um, I think, double the amount of of workout that was that was shown to us in compare in comparison with last week, where they were in in Washington D.C. And it was an interesting episode. It was visually very, very appealing, but let's be honest, it was also a little bit of a stunt, and you didn't see much of the work being done. It was all about the challenges. Whereas this time, I mean, I've never seen these contestants work this hard. And it was like you said, it, it's it's all about the big threat uh, of them going home. And, and in that respect, this, this, this episode was a first again in the history of The Biggest Loser because there would be instant elimination for one contestant. Uh, there was a red line. Now, can you tell those of us who haven't watched the show what that red line thing was about? And Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, every week, if you haven't watched the show, there is this yellow line. And below the yellow line are typically two people. Those would be the people who lost the lowest percentage of weight. And uh, whoever fell behind the, the yellow line, they were up for elimination. And, and that elimination is typically uh, voted on by either your, you know, your team or the entire group if you're not in teams. And, and so it's between the two of you. Now, this week, they had three people under the yellow line. And within the yellow line, there was the red line. And that was the person who lost, whoever lost the lowest percentage of weight under the, fell under the red line, which means they immediately, without being voted, there is no other option. There is no pleading your case to the people. It is 
you're going home. And so that put a lot of pressure on people to know that I can't even rely on relationship building in this one. I've just got to do the work. Right. You got to do it yourself. That was, I think, the strong element of this show. It was all or nothing. And everybody knew that, you know, they might have a bad week and end up under the red line and then you know all your your friends and whatever you did in terms of gameplay wouldn't matter anymore because you would go home anyway and so there was quite a bit of pressure also right from the bat uh, with the first challenge where uh, they could win a one pound advantage it wasn't a very visually appealing challenge it looked a little bit silly but it was a lot of cardio involved <laughs> what was the, yeah. the first challenge uh, The first challenge is where they had um, – it was the pop challenge where they had to run up against this um, this wall that was ab above arm's reach. They all had to jump up, and I think there were three layers of tennis balls, uh, 50 tennis balls each that were Velcroed to a wall. They had to jump up one by one, grab the tennis ball, and then run across the field to drop it into the bucket. The first person who got all 50 tennis balls into their bucket – Uh, would have a one pound advantage during the weigh-in, which is huge when you're you're looking at a red line coming up at the end of the week. I, I thought it was a little bit unfair for, especially for Shay, because she is some, I think, almost twice as heavy as some of the other contestants. And, you know, if you have to run and do cardio like that, and especially jump up with her knees, oh, poor girl, poor girl. But anyway, they, they all gave it, gave it a try. <laughs> they tried as hard as they could. They, they did, and, and that's something that I love about watching some of these um, I, I, pop challenges and all these challenges that they are doing. It, it, it is the fact that there are some of them that you just – there comes a point in time when you just realize you're not going to win. I mean, you, you can just look and you can say, wow, I ha there is absolutely no way. There is no prize. Matter of fact, somebody even said there is no prize for second place. And it's like, um, you know, that's exactly it. There is no prize for second place. But I love when I see that they, you know, there's still probably another 20 minutes left in the game. There's absolutely no way at all that anybody other than these two people could win. But yet they're all still going at it very hard. And that's why I wanted to say something that I've seen a lot. I've not mentioned it up to this point. But these people who, quote unquote, say, you know, um, you don't have to do this week's challenge because of medical conditions. That's almost not fair to them because they're not getting that extra workout this week. Yes, you're right. You're right. And, and this was a very tough workout. This was pure cardio. And um, you, you've got different types of exercises. We talked about this in the past as well. Um, and so also different types of challenges. You've got the, the, the quiz challenge where they have to guess the number of calories, which is, I think, very important. That, that And it's funny to see how, the, how much they learn about food gradually. And uh, the first time they do a challenge like that, like everybody fails terribly when they have to guess the calories. And uh, towards the end, of course, they all know their little calorie counting book by heart. Then you've got the, the let's say, the resistance training challenges, for instance, where they have to hold on to something or they have to lift something up. And it's all about muscle power and endurance and and then you've got this type of challenge where it's just about running jumping moving uh, and that is that is cardio and that i think is the perhaps the the most useful uh type of workout in in this stage of the game where they are trying to lose as many pounds as possible because weight training resistance training that builds muscle and it's very important 
but it usually yields a long um, uh, result in the long run. You don't see immediate loss of weight. In fact, it could even help you gain weight a little bit because muscle tissue, of course, is, uh, you know, that's extra stuff that you put on your body. Whereas cardio just burns and burns and burns calories. And and this might be a good moment to talk a little bit, a bit about cardio because the both of us have done a lot of cardio in our process to, to shed the pounds. And um, when I first started to do cardio, I was always kind of winging it. I had no idea what to do and how intense I should train. And I, I just hoped that I would never get injured. But now that I've learned a little bit more about cardio, um, I think I've, I've, I, I would have uh, uh, approached it very differently because cardio, as the word itself says, uh, it has something to do with your heart. And so it's all about heart rate. And uh, um, I don't know if you want to explain this um, uh, about maximum heart rate, resting heart rate, and what is a good heart rate to train at. You know, I'm at the point, uh, Father Roderick, in my in my journey where I know the importance of this stuff. I have not ever really looked at the 80% of your maximum heart rate minus your age minus or the, yeah, whatever. All the all form- formulas, <laughs> yeah. I, I do know that when I'm walking through the neighborhood, I am currently not tracking my heart rate when I'm when I'm doing my running that I've been testing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've not been tracking it, but when I'm in the gym, I'm able to go on, get on the treadmill. I'm able to put in my my weight, my age, and I get on the treadmill, and it tells me what my cardio rate is, what my fat burn rate is, and and you know I'm able to track all of that stuff. So I don't know that I've really understood all the formulas just yet, but yeah. I am getting to the point where I think it's time for me to get a heart rate monitor for when I'm not in the gym. Well, that's that's a good point. Uh, if you're at the gym, a lot of these machines have sensors and they can they can just measure measure your heart rate and give you a rough estimate of where you are. It's it's very imprecise because you should actually and it's not too difficult actually to do this. You can you can easily um, calculate this yourself even if you don't have a heart rate monitor. Um, the the thing is, of course, you have to know how to measure your heart rate, but that's simple. You just feel your pulse, and then you you know, you measure it for ten seconds, and you multiply it by six, and then you know your your heart rate per minute. Now, what what you need to know is both your resting heart rate and your maximum heart rate. Those are the two extremes, let's say, at at which your heart can can work. Your resting heart rate is if you if you sit down for let's say two three minutes and you do absolutely nothing, be as relaxed as possible, don't don't even move your mouse and just control your breathing and calm down, that is your resting heart rate. That is the slowest rate uh, at which your heart pumps the blood around because it's, especially when it's not, you know, having to provide you with extra, um, extra blood, extra, um, uh, oh, energy. No, what's in the blood? The uh, <laughs> CO2. <laughs> um What's the word for that in English? I just completely... Oxygen. Like oxygen. Man. <laughs> I was bad at, at chemistry, but especially with... <laughs> sometimes in English, it make, makes it even harder. I was harder. sitting there letting you drown in that, and I apologize. Yeah, I was, thank I was, you. I, I, was, I was saying <laughs> hi in the chat room to Inga, and, uh, and I had misspelled her name, and then you were sitting there like drowning and I'm letting you drown. I'm like, wait, wait, I got somebody <laughs> drowning. He needs my help. <laughs> Anyway, yes, oxygen. In yeah, the blood. So, 
So normal, if you the, the less you do, the less oxygen you need, and so your heart slows down because it you know your 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 body is a very efficient energy preserving machine, and so that's when you get your your uh, re- your resting heart rate. Now, in in addition to that, you need your maximum heart rate. So what is the maximum speed at which your heart is is working? And and of course, sometimes your heart can even go faster, but you don't want to put it in overdrive. Well, and that is very simple to determine your maximum heart rate. There's there's a very rough formula, and and it it does depend. I have to be nuanced about this. This is just gives you a rough estimate, but it can really change if you start working out on a regular basis and you become fitter. But let's say if you if you just start with all this cardio stuff, you take 220 and you subtract your age. So for instance, I am 41. So 220 minus 41 is 179. And so my maximum heart rate would be 179. Now, why is that important? When you are doing cardio exercise, cardio training, you want to go over 80% of your maximum heart rate. If you do that, then you know that you are as that that your your body is working at its peak efficiency. If you go below 70% of your maximum or below 80% of your maximum heart rate, you will work out, you will lose weight, you will burn calories but not as much as 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 you could if you would go over that 80%. And so what many people do is when they go and do cardio, whether it's on a machine at the gym or at home if you're just running around or if you're um, uh, running, you you get yourself this... I, I just recently bought this because as I said, I, I never really um, looked into this until recently. Um, it's It's basically a watch with a sensor in it and then you have a rubber band that you that you uh, attach uh, around your uh, your uh, your chest, and uh, that rubber band has a sensor that measures your your heart rate, and it sends it to the to the watch. And then you can set this. Some of these watches are really fancy, and you can tell it to start beeping if you go below your eighty percent, etc. And um, and for me that was really helpful, especially when running, because I never knew if I, if I was going fast enough or not. And, um, and I discovered that I was actually oftentimes, um, way above my, my maximum heart rate. And I don't know if that's dangerous or perhaps since I've already done running for so many years, perhaps my maximum heart rate is actually a little bit higher than the, the general, um, estimate. But, um, and, and then I noticed also how quickly your heart rate goes down if you stop, start walking. And I had no idea, but but uh, if you if you just walk for after two three minutes, your heart rate is almost at, at resting heart rate again. So uh, anyway, it's it's uh, it's a good tool, especially during cardio, to know if you are um, if you're really being as efficient as possible. And since we all uh, lack time in our lives, we want to use that one hour of of intentional physical exercise that we have as as best as possible, you know, and do do the best we can. And with this heart rate monitor, you can uh, keep a, a good uh, good eye on that. Absolutely. And, and, and that formula, I, I know we tossed out a lot of numbers. And to be honest with you, the things that, that Father Roderick have, has mentioned here when you see it in print, it's not that important. So I'm sure that we'll have something like that in the show notes oh, to talk sure. to you about, uh, you know, the max taking your age uh, or 220 minus your age, 80%, and things like that. There's plus you can also do Google search. What is my maximum heart rate or you know um, heart rate when exercising? Just do some Google searching around. Read up on this stuff and 
here's the other thing I want to say, and and I'm not sure if we say it enough here, but if you are getting ready to get involved in a, a physical exercise routine, uh, do seek some medical advice if you've never done it before, especially in, in the event that you might be overweight and stuff like that. Talk with your doctor, get some advice there as well. Absolutely. And even if you don't want to spend all that time, you know, calculating your heart rate and you think that's all a little bit too complicated. Well, here's another very, very simple way to determine if you are putting in enough energy during your workout. If you can still talk, if you can still read the newspaper while you're on the treadmill, then you are definitely not at your maximum heart rate. And so sometimes you see people in the gym and they, you know, (laughs) they're reading the newspaper or magazine and that it's just a waste of time. And then after that, you know, after walking an hour at a very easy pace, they drink like five bottles of uh, of sports drink. So they'll put on more calories than they've actually burned. And these these people, Father Ryder Curtis, the the same people who come to me and says, "Yeah, I kind of hit my wall. I haven't lost any weight in the last three months." Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, what? That's the way you you get the plateau. It's you know when the, when the math doesn't doesn't add up, and so it you know it's it's one thing to to actually go to the gym and work out, but you want to do that with the maximum uh, return on investment, and and that is you, you're just being smart with your time and with your energy if you, if you uh, uh, you pay a little bit more attention on to to how this works in terms of heart rate and stuff. Yeah. And one other thing, and then we'll move on to who won this challenge and, and what happened with the uh, with a little bit of a competition between two teams, mm-hmm. even though it was unofficial. Uh, the other thing I just want to say is that, folks, if, you, if you're hearing all this and you hear us talking about cardio and running and all this other stuff, I want to remind people that for the first five months of my working out, I lost 50 pounds and I didn't run a single day during that five months. It was all walking at 3.4 miles per hour through my neighborhood. Exactly. So get out there and do some walking. You're not going to have to worry about punching past your, your maximum. But, but what you want to do is you want to actually walk in such a way that you're kind of doing like a speed walk. And you get used to doing that. You do that for an hour every day and watch the pounds drop off. It's amazing. Absolutely. In, in, in conjunction with eating healthy and counting your calories. So let's go back to the uh, the first challenge. And uh, well, the winner was, who was it again? I forgot. It was Alan. Oh, Alan. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And who, of but course, he, he, he's one of the f- f- fitter guys. He is. And, and, you know, it surprises me because um, he, he is fit and he's, he's actually dropping a lot of weight. But I'm surprised at the percentage that he continues to lose because he doesn't have as much to lose as the others. That's true. That's true. Well, he's, but he's definitely pushing himself and it, it pays off. It paid off yep. at least for now with one pound advantage. And, uh, and, and this creates a very interesting dynamic between uh, the contestants because you've got four younger contestants that, you know, have some kind of natural bond. And then you've got the four slightly older contestants. And it seems like we're getting now a little bit of rivalry between these two groups. I loved something, and I'm sure you probably have it later in the show notes, but I, I can't wait to talk about it until I have to do it now. I loved that the younger team went and stole equipment and put it in their room. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, and it just shows the sheer dedication to, to this physical activity that they're doing, and they understand how much it works. 
Although I was a little shocked at weigh-in time that the younger team didn't just blow mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm, the somewhat mm-hmm. older team out of the waters, which tells me that uh, they had the equipment. doesn't mm, seem like they maybe no. utilized it as much as maybe that they had intended to show but, us. But whatever whatever the reason was for that for them not losing as much as, as you, 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 you would think, um, it still showed their mindset. I mean, they're motivated. They actually, they, yes. they, Bob and Jillian don't have to drag these contestants to the gym. They, they want to. They want to work out. And, and that is, I think, what makes a real winner and a, and a long-lasting winner. And talking about Bob and Jillian, um, man, these two, I've never seen them so worried. And and they had a small um, conversation in the show, which was almost like a behind the scenes kind of moment where Jillian and Bob talk about, you know, we've got this red line and this could be a disaster for our biggest girl, for Shay. If she gets voted off or she, she drops below the red line, she go, goes home. She's not there yet mentally. And so she could, you know, she could completely mess it up at home. And and so this is not just about the game. And I, I really appreciated that moment where Bob says, you know, we have to realize that this is not just a reality TV show. We're working with real people here. And this is really about their health and about their future. And so every loss of any contestant is a risk for their entire future. So it's not just a game. And I... I like that, even though I can un- understand the the predicament that they're in with Jillian. She's like, we gotta try what we can to keep Shay on board, and then Bob is like, well, we cannot, inf- we cannot, you know, we cannot play the game ourselves. We, we, you know, every contestant has the right to be here, um, mm-hmm. but you see how much the both of them really care for their contestants, and that's not just played. I, I know that from following them on Twitter and. Listening to their appearances in the media, I, I think these both both these people. That's why they're trainers. They've got just great people skills, but they also really care for the people that they train. Absolutely, and I, I, they actually said, you know, they they were struggling with that desire to, you know, how we can influence this. We we can we can do some things that will make sure that Shay stays here. And of course, that when when I say we, it, it's really Jillian is the one who's really pushing for this. Yeah. Uh, and and so it just goes to show you, it's like, well, they've got these secret weapons. Why don't they just unleash these secret weapons every week to so these people can just continue to be, uh, you know, rock solid results every week. But uh, they, definitely she was concerned. And I would say at the at the beginning of this episode, I'm not sure that I agree. I, 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 I'm, I agreed with what Jillian was saying that Shay wasn't ready to go home, and uh, I'll I'll leave this comment for now until the end of the show, mm-hmm. until the end of our 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 recap. There was an interesting aspect of this uh, when they worry that Shay will fall below the red line. It's, they're not doubting her commitment and her her energy and her, her willingness to win because um, she is a strong woman. I mean, she really has grown so much over these nine weeks, but it, there are also a number of big boys in the game and there is just no way that she could win from the boys. And at first I was like, why, why is that actually? And then when you think about it, it makes sense because if they all, they all have to, lose a couple of pounds for but you, ha- you got to realize that for every pound that you want to lose you have to burn 3500 calories this is scientific this is not about motivation or anything you have to burn 3500 calories for to lose a pound and make sure that you don't overeat to compensate for that however because she's such such, such a big girl 
she might work out just as many hours as the other boys and lose roughly, uh, burn roughly the same amount of calories. But because she's so big, her overall percentage, and that's what The Biggest Loser is about, her her overall weight loss percentage would be a lot lower than these boys who are not as heavy and and can work out with perhaps even more energy than Shay. And so, yeah, I think that Jillian was right to be concerned. And that is why she pushed Shay harder than I've ever seen before. I was just, I, I was like, this is the first time that I was watching the show. And I was like, I am so glad that I am not there right now, that I'm not one of these contestants because they were just massacred both by they Jillian were- and by Bob. They were, they were, you know, this is the first time, uh, in a while that I've seen somebody on the show where I, I don't know. I, 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 I know that they have these people who are around that, you know, these medics that are there mm-hmm. on the sidelines through this entire process, but man, Danny did not look healthy oh, in no. this workout. And I, and I just want to su- suggest the people who, who do watch the show. If you watch the show and you look like Danny looked in this episode, uh, don't get to the place where he did before calling it a day. And I, he's he was at the point where if I saw him at the gym and push that so, so far himself so far, I mean he looked like he was about ready to have a heart attack. Well, and he was he was having a really uh, tough time, and um, he and I think at one point they ask him, you know, what's going on, and and he says, I don't know, I've just got this lethargic day, I have no energy whatsoever. And Jillian intervenes. She's just, okay, my message is clear. You overtrained. You tried too hard. And, and Danny has been working so hard. I mean, unbelievable for the last nine weeks. And so Jillian just refuses to train him. You, you got to stop, which must feel terrible when you're in, you know, in this danger of, of being eliminated and with the red line. But Jillian is like, this is not, this is not going to work. And in a way, I think that was a good message that she intervened and that she said, stop, no matter what, because of course your health is, uh, is, is most important, is much more important than, than winning whatever contest. And, uh, and, and I also recognized how he felt. And actually I, um, I felt like him for the past three days now, after, after the weekend, I don't know what it was. Uh, normally on Monday, I'm super motivated mentally and I want to go work out. And I was so tired. Really, the only thing I wanted to do was sit and and watch TV. Or I just barely had, had energy to put a podcast together, which is really rare. But I think it is sometimes when you push yourself too hard and too long and you don't take enough rest, you get into that, you know, kind of exhaustion where it's part partially it's mental and 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 the re- and the rest is also really physical exhaustion so <clears throat> uh, perhaps later on in the show we can talk a little bit about about uh, rest and the importance of rest but i i thought it was a good signal you know just you know stop if you're feeling like that this is not going to work absolutely now we went into the next thing which was uh, a, a little tip from bob who says the best way to uh, make sure that you don't have too many calories during the day is to not drink your calories. And I, I think this is, an, uh, is a wonderful message. And the whole idea is that you know, there are so many healthy choices we can make when it comes to drinks. And 
drinks can be a an incredible source of uh, caloric intake during your day mm-hmm. without you actually even knowing it. Now, if you're counting calories, you become keenly aware of just how much you know a, a regular soda or even one of those flavored waters. I mean, you'd be surprised at how much how many calories are in these things, even these low calorie options. You, oh yeah, you get forty. You get 40 calories per serving, but then he makes a point to say, how many servings do you think this is? This is 2.5. Actually, you know what? They didn't even show the answer. Um, um, yeah, they, they showed it after the break. They said it was a 2.5, I think. Uh, okay. But, so you think this is a small bottle, so your mind tells you this is one serving, but it's actually two and a half servings. <laughs> so you exactly. drink if you would drink the whole bottle, even if, if it was a diet version, and, and it was 40 calories, which is considered to be low when it comes to, to diet drinks. If you drink the whole bottle, it's, it's still 100 calories, which is a lot. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and uh, you know, I, I found this, uh, I wish that they had put even more emphasis on this because I, I, I've been tricked so many times in the past before I, I heard this. And I, I was always, you know, like orange juice. Oh yeah, that's good for me. Or uh, whatever fruit juice, you think fruit, vitamins. So this is good for me. And then when I started to do the calorie counting thing with on my iPhone, I was like, whoa, what? 80 calories a glass? What? I just couldn't yeah. believe it. And and so, you know, the, just just be very, very careful. Even if it says diet, don't just believe it. Just look at the servings, look at the amount of calories, and you'd be surprised. The best thing I yeah. think still to drink is, you know, green tea and water and and just eat fruit instead of drinking it because it's uh, it's uh, it's very treacherous. And, and that might have actually been one of the factors in in the lack of progress that I made for for a long time, I was like, how come I'm living healthy? I'm eating so much better than I used to eat, and I'm still not losing weight. Well, this might have been one of these hidden dangers that I just wasn't aware of. So, extremely yeah. good tip. Yeah, I I found myself drinking a lot a lot more water when I became uh, very conscious of my calories. I I still drink diet uh, Coke, which has zero calories, but I will say that that's not healthy. I know that there are some chemicals in there that aren't great for my body, but I don't drink coffee and I still need that caffeine kick, or at least (laughs) my body thinks it needs that caffeine kick. Well, no, you you might be right about that, you know, because caffeine... Uh, whether you drink it in 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 coffee or in diet coke, um, it it has some positive um, functions, especially in the morning. If you if you drink a cup of coffee, what it will do it 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 helps your metabolism, you know, getting getting started. And uh, caffeine also has a a pain reducing. Um, uh, if effect. So if you drink a cup of coffee before you work out, uh, now it also has. Uh, another uh, element and another effect that is not very, <laughs> very handy if you start a workout, because if you drink coffee, you you lose more water, um, and so you, you got to go to the bath bathroom all the time. That's why uh, when I was start first r- started running, I was like always, oh, why after. You know, I just went to the bathroom before I went running. And then after 15 minutes, I got to return home again to go to the bathroom. And and it just took me a while to realize, oh, wait a second, that's the coffee that does that. But what it also does, it, it, it kind of lowers um, the pain so that you can work out harder. So it's it's not too bad, actually. Um, but as, as everything, 
use it in, in moderation and there's nothing wrong with drinking a glass of Diet Coke every day, but just don't drink two bottles. <laughs> That's probably not very good. Exactly, exactly. All right, so moving along here, we see that Danny has a conversation with Bob. Or no, 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 uh, Rebecca. Rebecca yeah. is actually, um, it, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, Jillian sends uh, Danny out for the day, says, listen, you've overtrained, you've <laughs> overtrained. But Re- Rebecca believes that she's overtrained. And, and, and I, it, it's interesting because Jillian, I think, can see the difference. You yeah. know, no, you've not overtrained mentally you've put a block that says you can't go any further but you can mm-hmm. and uh well she yeah it's it's what we talked about last time it's about do you really quit have you just given up or do you just are you just unable to complete the exercise and i think that sometimes bob is perhaps a little bit too friendly i don't know but yeah. uh bob does talk with with denny and um and what I liked about her, that conversation was that Danny expressed, and it took him a while to realize, you know, wait a second, I, I do feel confident about myself right now, and I do have this sense of accomplishment. And over the conversation, he just got his energy back, and he's like, okay, I'm going for it, and I love that. And they've just been talking. And so the power of your mind, you know, at one point you feel exhausted, and you're like, I give up, and I can't anymore, and I'm at the end, and, and, and you know, I can't train anymore because Jillian says I'm overtrained, and so you've got this, uh, you feel terrible. And then just five, five minutes of talking with the trainer, and it's like, whoa, I, I got new energy again. And so, you know, weight loss, getting healthy, it's, I think 75% is in your mind. That's where it has to happen. Exactly. I, I, it is. It, it definitely is. The, the next thing we go into, Father Roderick, and, and I, I think it is so funny when they do product placement in this show because yeah. they do it so over the top 24 hours. Yeah, it's as if they're just, just trying to sabotage it. <laughs> you know, I know that Jillian hates doing these product endorsements. So sometimes I just, I was like, isn't she just pushing it a little bit too much just to, to, to laugh about it? I don't know. <laughs> Yes. So Danny has a, or a conversation about 24-hour no, uh, 24 hour fitness. And uh, you could go to a gym like 24-hour fitness when you get back home. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, the nice thing about 24-hour fitness is because at 24-hour fitness, you already know yeah, all yeah, exactly. of the uh, equipment there. And when you go into 24-hour fitness, it's open 24 <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, but there, ah! was, there was a point in there. And that's what I liked. Um, it, uh, yes, it was a product endorsement for a 24-hour fitness, but it was also Jillian trying to prepare Rebecca and Shay for yes. if they go home, don't don't freak out, don't be afraid because you can do at home what we did on the ranch. It's no, there's no magic involved. It's not even really about Jillian and Bob, but it's all about you know work out and watch your calories that is the secret formula of the ranch and you can you can apply that secret formula at home and i thought that was good we need to hear that time and again because you might feel tempted if you watch the show to think well of course these contestants can lose that weight hey they've got the best trainers in the world they're they're in this fantastic gym there's no way in the world that i could do that at home and and jillian is here like no everybody can do this as long as you just apply the format formula watch your calories, and work out. Actually, there was more than that. I, I saw that in your notes, and, and, and I'd love to just add something else she said, and this sure. is what I love. There's the, you know, there's the workout, there's the counting your calories, but she says, and, and also here on the ranch, the only other thing, you've got trainers 
and you have a community of supportive people. Mm, and and true. so that's what you, you, that is something, and she says you can create all this. Now, the only thing I don't know if you can really recreate at home uh, is that personal trainer thing. I mean, sure, they're, they're available if you can afford that. Uh, but I, let me tell you, there's a lot of power in the counting the calories, the ac- exercise. And, and Father Roderick and I are going to say this every single time. It is about the community. If you can get yourself around people who can support you, encourage you, and hold you accountable, that that's what this show for me. I exactly. think that that's yeah. why we see people drop weight at week after week. There is so much accountability yeah. that's I, involved in this show. And that's why we do this podcast. That's part of, because we know ourselves how, how important it has been for us to have a community, you know, our, our podcast listeners, the people that listen to our, our various shows, and how much, you know, it changed for us to post our results on Twitter and, and, you know, you get encouragements and, and in order to broaden that to, to you, the audience, the people that are currently listening to this show, you, you might've been looking around on iTunes and typing in, you know, weight loss or biggest loser or whatever, and you might've stumbled upon this show. And so what we want to do for you and for all the other listeners that don't necessarily belong to an online community yet is to, to be that, or at least to show you that that community is there. And that's why we created that Facebook page and, you know, our website. And that's why we hope that you will follow us on Twitter and we will follow you because that is, you know, such an important uh, motivator. Um, and it's, and, and, you know, in real life, you don't have a yellow line. You don't have a red line. <laughs> so you need something else. And that's, I think, why we try to build this community. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and then right. what happens? They go to the circus. What is that all about? Well, it's another challenge, and it's all about jumping through hoops. And <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, this one, again, Shay, uh, poor Shay. She, I mean, is she going to get a challenge where she can really uh, have a little bit of a level playing yeah. field? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and the whole idea is that you jump through hoops, and then all of a sudden, it's it's one of those things where you actually – you know, if you you can jump through somebody else's hoop and eliminate them if you want. Uh, to right. after somebody gets a hundred different uh, people who jump through their hoop, it, it eliminates or takes that person out. Um, and this this week, you could see the relationships at play. Yeah, uh, definitely. In, in everything, and I, I know that Stephanie uh, was kind of like, yeah, you know, Shay's totally right. Shay got a little upset with Rudy because mm-hmm. Rudy said something to Shay at the beginning. Uh, saying, listen, you know, we, I've got your back here or whatever he says. And, uh, it, he, he turns his back on her mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And, and that was kind of frustrating. And I know that, uh, Stephanie kind of, you know, was <laughs> emotionally involved in that as well. She's like, no, he's right. She's right. He did. <laughs> Well, anyway, but Rudy wins the challenge, wins immunity. Not that he needed it, but uh, no but doubt. He, <laughs> he still won it. Although, well, I'm not sure at the end. Hmm, he might have actually uh, gone under under the, the the yellow line. I'm not sure. But anyway, but he, he's got immunity. And then you've got this brilliant scene that you already referred to earlier on in the show where uh, Amanda and Rebecca and Daniel and Shay uh, start to build their own workout like the extra gym in the Shay's room yeah How did they that do is that? funny and i love the the note that you have here that this could that this could be an issue you want to explain why that could be an issue well yeah so let's let's explain what happened so they they just steal equipment from the gym <laughs> i'm not kidding you and they put two that e- in one of the exercise bikes yeah 
spin bikes, I think, and uh, yeah. what else? Some some uh, exercise balls and some balance equipment. And they all yeah. stack that up in Shay's room. And then every night they do secret workouts. So when the other four think the, the older contestants are like, oh, we're going to bed. And uh, they still will work out for another two, three hours every every evening. Now, great super to see how motivated they are and kind of i love these little sneaky you know <laughs> secret plans but yeah. also very dangerous because of course their trainers don't know about this and so these trainers this week push these contestants to even over their limits and if you if you add to that if you if you do extra training without telling your trainer then you might uh, re- you have a, a a very heightened risk of getting an injury to overtrain, to damage your muscles because there's only so much that your body can take. And these trainers know that and they will push it to the limit. But then, you know, if you go over that limit, it, it is, of course, extremely risky. Fortunately, it all goes well and nobody gets hurt. And uh, and perhaps, you know, they, they said on TV that they were doing like a couple of hours extra every day, but... I'm not so sure if they actually did that. Might have been one yeah. hour or so, and it might have been low impact cardio, which is not really, really dangerous. You, you mentioned you like these, uh, you know, behind the scenes, these the secret, you know, things yeah. that are going on. Uh, have you seen? Have you been to Hulu.com uh, and seen the like all the deleted scenes that they oh, have available? With the, the the moment that Liz blows up. Yeah, she steals everybody's blenders. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. And I told Stephanie, and Stephanie hasn't seen it yet, and I'm like, I do not like Liz, and I'll tell you what, that's the person I want to see you (laughs) over next. (laughs) Yeah, it's just this big row going on in the kitchen, and Liz is like this, she she just, uh, I think she, she, well, anyway, it's, it's too much, but th- she's angry with some of the contestants that they don't clean up their mess in the kitchen. And then she tries, she just, uh, takes one of the blenders and doesn't give it back because she's upset. And, uh, I, and the whole, the whole house, everybody else is, is against her now. Yeah. Uh, very stupid move. Anyway. Yeah. So for those that are able to get to Hulu and I recognize and I'm, I, I, I there's beyond my control, but I still, I feel so bad for you guys outside of the U S if, if you're not able to see these, but if for those who are able to go there, go to hulu.com and look up the biggest loser and you'll be able to see some of these deleted scenes. And in fact, I find that some of these deleted scenes are actually more entertaining, uh, than the show itself. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and so go check those out. There, well, there's a lot of great stuff up there. And, and especially the behind the scenes stuff gives you some more insight in, in why people, characters do this or that and they they usually don't show everything and sometimes you're like why, why are they all of a sudden all against her and then you see what happened and you're like oh no wonder anyway to to wrap it up um there is this uh, final workout uh, bob takes them to some kind of i don't know some trapezy workout or whatever and <laughs> He works them yeah, out it looked, a lot. Looks like they were going to train for the circus. Yeah, it was kind of to stick with the circus theme, but it was a little bit artificial. But anyway, they come home and they're really tired. And then Jillian is waiting for them at the gym. It's like, last last chance workout. <laughs> I love that. Talking about, you know, pushing people. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just like, are you? 
do you want to go do you want to work out do you want to or do you want to go back to the circus <laughs> Yeah, so funny. a little bit of rivalry between Jillian and Bob. Now, there was yeah. one sore uh, spot in this episode, I thought, in terms of product endorsement. And that is what yes. happened just before or during the last chance workout scenes. Bob plugs uh, some type of energy bar. And he's like, yeah, just eat it. Oh, it's so good. And j- yeah, just take a couple of them with you to the gym. Those, a couple of them. Yeah, and it's so what? bad. Those you know, energy bars, the name says it, you know, energy bars. So what gives you energy? Stuff to burn. So you're you're trying to burn calories, and these energy bars provide you with calories. And so even though they have this aura that they are healthy for you, they're actually really bad. And there can be a lot of sugar in it, even if you've got the diet versions. It, they usually have lots of fiber in it. And it's not necessarily, you know, unhealthy stuff. But you got to realize that every bar that you eat will still be 100 calories or 150, especially if it says energy bars, because they're designed to give you fast energy. So there will be sugar in it. And the same is true for, for sports drinks. Um, I, I see that so often that you see people work out for half an hour and they drink a whole bottle of sports drink, like three servings, and they will actually drink more calories than they've burned out, burned off in, in that half hour. And so be, be very wary of all this, this, you know, all, all these, these products that, uh, that are projecting this healthy aura, but are actually really dangerous if you're in the process of, of losing weight. And yeah, so and I, I was I want really to just mad. make a point. They have these energy bars, but even more popular here in the states. I'm, I'm not sure what it's like in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. but here in the states, they have these things called meal replacement bars. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, you and and I will tell you, I used to I used to do those, and 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 I and I will tell you, when you're when you're on that, you're on a starvation plan, mm-hmm. is is what I call that, because what you're doing is you, you are you're actually eating the number of calories you should take, but you're not, and, and you think because this thing says, oh, it's got 22 essential vitamins and minerals. The truth is, is that um, the, the, the vitamins and minerals that you can actually get from the foods themselves cannot be packed into that little bar. And not to mention the fact that you don't need it with all the sugar holding it together. Exactly. And, and, and these little bars, I think that these actually caused me more problem in my previous desires to lose weight than anything because I was losing weight. But as soon as I got tired of depriving myself of food, Mm -hmm. um, I I gained it all back because I went back to eating the way I used to versus change what I've done since May of this year, which is change the way I view food. And I don't eat those meal replacement bars or those energy bars anymore. Now today I eat full meals, but I eat portions. And, and, and when it comes to a snack, I have whole foods. I mean, I, I'll, I'll have a piece of fruit or I'll have, um, you know, a, a, an ounce of nuts yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally correct. Well, anyway, no show is perfect and the Big Loser show certainly isn't, especially with all the product endorsements. But we try to filter that out and warn you and 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 hopefully uh our, you know our, the message come across comes across that it's ultimately it's all up to you you got to watch your calories and you got to be a wise uh, wise in this whole process so let's uh, let's try to wrap things up uh, the weigh in happens and of course lots of drama uh, it, 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 some people 
our amazing Shay loses 17 pounds and yet she's still pushed below the yellow line by the boys just as Jillian had predicted the poor girl and then yeah. Daniel my all-time favorite contestant because he's such a such a sport such a great supportive supportive guy he ends up below the red line and he's got to go home and you know mm-hmm. actually I I was sad to see him go because I think he's such a sympathetic guy but at the same time it's like he's perhaps the best one to go home because he's been you know in this in this show for two seasons he does know what to do and he will he will succeed he's got everything he needs to survive they did a scene where they show him with a close friend of his and and it it would appear that maybe he was on the show before yes the other guy was his partner um they had teams duos in the last season in season seven and these two trained together and they were both eliminated and uh, uh, Daniel continued to work out and the other guy just completely gave up. Actually, he was, I think, the reason that they both got voted off because he just never, ever invested in the workouts. And it yeah. was shocking to see that he was still super overweight. I think it, actually he was heavier than he was at the beginning of the season that he actually participated at The Biggest Loser. And, it, and again, it just goes to show how much of this is a mental thing and not just physical. If you don't want it, you will not lose the weight. And and Daniel, in contrast, I, and, and there was a, a mention that they actually haven't met for a long time and I'm not surprised because Daniel has changed so much. And and of course, that, that can also jeopardize relationships when you know one person changes the mindset and makes totally different choices in life. And the other person stays stuck in that old behavior. Not very good. Anyway. Absolutely. And, and, and that, that was, that is, uh, you know, one of the things that I'll say here as well is, is sometimes you want to be an inspiration to people, uh, and, and you want to encourage people. And, and trust me, we all need to do that. Uh, but one of the things that I will tell you, and he, he said, you know, that this guy was one of his best friends now and, and stuff like that. You really do need to get around some other people who are like minded, who have similar goals and who can be in a, a source of encouragement to you as well. So so make sure that, that you are you don't want to isolate yourself from people who are, who don't have the same goals and values when it comes to your physical health. Uh, but at the same time, make sure you surround yourself with people who do. Absolutely. Um, and of course, we uh, we always get a little glimpse of how the contestants do once they're eliminated. So Shay and Daniel are out of the game. In a way, I was glad for Shay because now they can they can call each other on the phone. Daniel's no longer in the ranch either, so they can still motivate each other. Um, but we saw a little bit of Daniel, but we don't see how Shay ended up. Um, and somehow I, I still got the, we still got, I think four or five shows to go. Like perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they will give these, these contestants that were eliminated a, a final chance to join the show. However, on the other hand, they've done that so often in the past that they might actually not do it. But I, I keep rooting for, uh, for Shay. I really hope that she will you know, I, somehow yeah, that get a was second chance. Something I had mentioned in, in earlier is that I, I think at the beginning of the show, she wasn't ready to go home, but I think I saw some things, some conversations there mm-hmm. that during the end, I kind of felt like she, ha- I think she has a fighting chance now. I think so too. Uh, you know, and, and the fact that she lost 17 pounds and, and which put her right at a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. that that's the momentum. And so I think she has, I, I think she's got the momentum that's necessary. And I think that they, they didn't show 
her for a reason and mm-hmm. and they want to bring her back for the finale and just and just blow our mind could very well be she she set herself a new goal which i loved and she's like i am going to be the biggest loser ever i'm just going to go for i've already lost a hundred pounds uh the, the i'm the first woman i think to to lose more than a hundred pounds in nine weeks and i'm just gonna try to break this other record which is to lose the most weight ever lost for, by a contestant and and she's got a couple of months to do that so who knows i i can't wait to see her at the end so that wraps it up for uh, the recap of this show and of course we added a lot of content I hope you, you didn't think this was a little bit too long winded we try to make this as informative as possible even though we know that some of you haven't seen the show and it might be a little bit too much but let's um, let's move over to our tip of the week and let's see we've got as usual uh, a small tip to um Uh, for you to check out. Sometimes it's a website, sometimes it's a gadget or an insight. And uh, Cliff, what's your tip for this week? My tip of the week is something that came to me from a friend of mine. Uh, His name is Fred, and he sent me over a a Bible verse this morning, Psalm 127.2. It says, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. And and the tip of the week this week is that get more rest. And and this isn't this isn't me giving this tip to you guys. This is me saying this is the tip that I'm taking away this week is that I need to get more rest. Um I, I've said so many times how excited I am that I've lost so much weight now. And out of the, when I found myself losing the most amount of weight is when I used to go to when I was going to bed week after week after week consistently going to bed around 10 p.m. and getting up at 5 a.m. the next morning plenty of sleep and I finding myself you know staying up until midnight and waking up you know at six o'clock in the morning just not getting enough sleep you know, only getting about six hours of sleep and that's just not enough. And I'm finding myself having a more difficult time making those decisions to go out and get that intentional physical activity. And when I fail getting as much as I had set out to do, then I sometimes be, you know, fall into that trap of, ah, well, I've already messed up. I might as well go ahead and eat that extra 200 calorie snack. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so easy to fall into that trap when at night, is I'm tired and I'm like, I have no energy to fight that urge. And, and so I, I make these mistakes. So I need more rest. And that's my tip of the week is get more sleep. Try to get any, you know, try to get at least seven or eight hours of sleep at night and watch how much more energy you have. Right. Well, that's a great tip. My tip would be, <laughs> um, and this is from personal experience. Um, if you have a tendency to eat, uh, to eat a lot of, you know, junk food while watching TV, get yourself a PlayStation or a Nintendo Wii or an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 2 or whatever and play video games instead of watching TV. Now, this might seem like a completely strange, weird uh, tip, but I noticed that it really works for me. Because what happens if you play a video game, you've got a controller in, in your hands. You have to use both your your hands to play these video games which means that you don't have any more hands to you know to grab that bag of chips and i just noticed that if i play video games at night instead of watching a movie i don't snack 
Whereas when I watch a movie, I was like, I want to chew on something. <laughs> so my tip for this week is play more video games and it will certainly <laughs> really help you in, uh, in losing uh, weight or at least not overeating while sitting in front of the television. And with that tip, we're at the end of our, uh, of our show. People can reach us as usual via the feedback hotline. 859-795-4067 that's also up on the website and you can also email your feedback to feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com Cliff where are you on Twitter? twitter.com slash gspn and I'm twitter.com slash fatheroderick thank you for listening to this show and see you soon and until then be a loser <laughs>